0: So I'm on a run the other day, and my mind's wandering, doing that thing I do where I just kind of like let things go in my head and brain, and I could not get it out of my head wondering if my ass would look good in a pair of Lululemon stretch pants. Still hasn't left my brain two, three days later, so I just wonder. Anyway, (laughs) that was my running thought for the day. Uh, It's a good way to start the podcast, don't you think? And with that, I'll say hello and welcome to A Better Father, Season 2, Episode 35. So real quick, you never know what's going to happen in this exciting life of ours. Things are going good. Next thing you know, shit hits the fan. So my two days with my daughter. She'll be with her mom for two days and then uh, be with me until Wednesday, so Friday through Wednesday. So Monday's always an adjustment period after she's been with her mom and get through that and move on today. And it was a good day, just little bumps and stuff that I have to deal with. And then today, of course, was really good after. She got a good night's sleep, ate well, and everything else. And, uh, so we go to the library for the second day in a row because she wants to go and loves to go. And I will bring her every day, all day, if that's what she chooses to do and how she wants to spend her time. She also likes the independence that I give her when she's there, where she gets to wander around, pick out her books, get all the books she wants, fills up the basket. Just normal day at the library. So... I kind of peek in, see how she's doing, see if she needs any help carrying her basket, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, 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 I still just need time. And I was like, okay. So I step away, walk away. And I go to look something up on the uh, computer because I've been looking for this book called I Used to Have a Plan. None of the libraries around here have it yet. So I don't know. It's like a Barnes and Noble like pick or something months ago, which is where I got to learn about it. And it was just weird that it hasn't, no libraries have it. But whatever. Lots of books out there. So I check every time we go. And uh, I go to do the right thing and put uh, antibacterial on my hands. I had a little squirt bottle beside it, and it had clogged. And so it shot up straight into my right eye. And I'm pushing down to get it, and it's like, I've been trying to figure this out all day. So I'm, like, (laughs) pushing down as it's shooting into my eye because my brain was registering that I was pushing down to get it in my hand. And you don't know how much is going to come out. You don't know if it's like the super watery kind or what. So I pushed w- way too long Is <laughs> it shooting into my eye. I would love to see the security footage of this. I promise you, I would love to see this. And I'm just blinded. I can't see, I can't get my left eye open. It doesn't have any in it. I can just feel my burning. I kind of stumbled my way into the bathroom again. Would love to see the security footage of this. Get in there and I'm rinsing it and I'm rinsing it. And just, it's horrible, and it burns, and you start to freak out. You're like, oh shit, like, did I just lose my eye? Is this going to, like, am I going to lose vision? Going through all the panics while I'm trying to clean it out, and I'm in there, like, splashing it in my eye. And my daughter's in the library. Everybody knows her. I've been taking her there since, you know, she was just a lump in a basket. So they all know who he is so i'm not worried that my daughter's gonna freak out or anything but there is that little kind of parenting moment of just like shit, my daughter doesn't know where i am but i'm literally like can't see and it was like a little moment of panic about just like wanting to be there to take care of my daughter only i'm blind and my eye is burning so as i'm going through this taking care of my eye like the parent start parent part starts to kick in and just that moment of like well i don't care what's happening to me i need to go make sure my daughter's okay so i I do that parent thing where you like somehow push through and I go and see her she's just looking at her books it was no big deal but again parent panic and so I stumble back into the bathroom and just start splashing 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 until I get it clear enough that I can see and then once I feel like I can I've done a decent enough job I go grab the bottle and like after I thought about this later I was Marco Polo,ing a friend and I was just like if there was like a mom or a dad with their kid in a sling or the parent was holding a kid or anything like they would have dropped the kid or they would have shot the kid in the eye instead of themselves like just all the bad things that could have happened from this I was just like Jesus and so once I'm kind of cleared up enough I grab the bottle and I walk up to the librarians who know me as Charlotte's dad of course she actually even asked me because she did like a little instant report she's like I hate to ask this but I just know you as Charlotte's dad I was like no that's great I put that on my tombstone like that's fine but um so I set it down and uh I'm just like this just shot me in the eye and she just looked and went oh my god (laughs) I was like oh shit (laughs) like my eye was just burning beet red and so get through it whatever she actually went and got me some eye wash which I think actually super helped like at the time I was just like oh don't worry about it I was like no give me that crap like this is because it was like that weird thing where like my eye was super clean, but it like, just, oh my God, it was horrible. And I don't even know what kind of like this, because everybody's using like lotion antibacterial or like super alcohol. That's why you don't know if it's like thick and lotiony or if it's just like water. And anyway, it was horrible. Um, but after I told my buddy this story, he uh, made a comment about how pissed he would be or whatever. And it was just like... And, and this was after he had talked about, you know, how I try to set a good example for my daughter with the way I eat, the way I wear my mask, the way I keep her safe, the way we make different choices. When I find out her mom made other choices that I don't agree with COVID-wise, it's just like, well, that was the choice your mom made, but now we're going to make this choice because of that choice. Like, we just have to adjust if she's going to be doing things that I don't think we're ready for as far as, you know, CDC recommendations and COVID. Don't talk bad about her or anything, just say because these choices, we, we're gonna make different choices today so we won't be able to get together with friends or whatever it is. So, um, so and he was talking about being the example and then the comment about like, I would have been pissed. And it was just like the whole time, when I know these librarians and stuff and I know it wasn't their fault kind of thing, but also it was like, if my daughter had seen me lose it, if she had seen me get nuts, if she had seen me go crazy, she had seen me yell at them, berate them, scream, like I wanna see a manager thing or something, Like, what is that teacher? Dad's an asshole. Like, no. And it just, I don't know, like you always wonder how you're gonna react in a situation or when something bad happens or crazy happens or whatever. And it's always nice when your reaction is what I would deem to be the better reaction to have in a situation. And not to like be too ugh about it, but I really do think it's a lot of the stuff I do, like journaling, writing, meditating, Right now I'm listening to uh, Bruce Lee's daughter's book, which is probably a horrible way to say that, but the whole book is her, and I'll get the name and link to it in the show notes, but it's her talking about her dad and Bruce Lee and writing based off his philosophies and stuff, so it doesn't justify that I don't know her name, which now I'm starting to feel really bad that I don't know it, so if you would give me a quick second, I could pause this, but this is real time, Um, and then of course it's not going to work. There, it It literally says Bruce Lee on the cover, I think it's Shannon Lee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It keeps like blinking out. <laughs> there we go, Shannon Lee. So, The Teachings of Bruce Lee. Be water, my friend, by Shannon Lee, The Teachings of Bruce Lee. Great story, but, or a uh, great book and stuff. I got it on Audible, really enjoying it. But anyway, the point is, I just think all these things happen. And when you're trying to be a good example, like my daughter had no clue anything happened. I didn't tell her about it. She might've seen my eye, but she didn't ask about it. Um, it's doing fine now, but it was just like this whole thing happened, which was horrible and painful and hurt and scared me for probably a good hour. And still, I'm like, there's like that just piece of my brain that's like, I'm gonna go blind. But anyway, when you run into these things, like my daughter has no clue anything happened, and she doesn't need to know if it comes up or she asks. Or like she goes to the library with her mom, and they ask her like, Is your dad okay? She's gonna be like, oh, What are you talking about? Is my dad okay? What's wrong with my dad? And I think there's something kind of cool about that. I think it's cool that this whole, <laughs> this whole crazy dad goes blind moment and she just had no clue. And I feel like I handled that well. I feel like that was a good example without her even knowing it. Like it was just one of those moments of just being stoic and doing the right thing and reacting in a proud way. And yeah, I don't know, those are just the good parenting moments and that's being a good example. And they're not always going to know when you're being a good example. You can't be like, hey, dad could have been a real asshat back there, but he chose not to or he instinctively wasn't or whatever it is. It's just when she looks back. So I can't remember who it was. It was an interview a long time ago. And I am not this dad. So, But it's always in my head. And, God, I wish I could remember. But she was being interviewed, and she talked about how like her dad never got upset, how he was very even keeled, and she never saw him upset kind of thing. And that always stuck with me. I, I mean, again, you can debate whether that's right or wrong or whatever, because it's good to see him. set to see how to handle that and stuff. But she just had this calm, patient father. And her view, I assume, I mean, it was an interview on TV or whatever, but the impression was just kind of like, that's really cool that your dad didn't ever yell at you or you had the father that was always calm and patient or whatever. And and just a snippet in a moment. But that always stuck with me. And so I try my best to kind of mirror that where my daughter... If somebody's like, did you ever see your dad freak out? Did you ever see him lose it? And she's going to say no and not in like a a weird way of, well, that's not fair to say. Not in a way of like, oh, I saw him almost or whatever. It was just like, no, like I just didn't ever see my dad lose it. Maybe twice when I was, there's actually two arguments I believe she saw with when we were all living under the same roof. And that's when I knew it was time to get out. And I actually went down and talked to her about it because I'd read that's the right thing to hear. You, know, you, don't, you don't avoid it. You don't ignore it. You go down and say, hey, your mom and I had a disagreement. I'm sorry that we raised our voices, whatever. So I still felt like I handled it well. But, and to the mat, I wasn't the one who got as upset. Um, I was the one who took it upstairs and was like, not in front of our daughter. Anyway, that's a side story. Um, but I just think like if my daughter was ever being interviewed or somebody's talking about dads when they're in college sitting around or whatever, that I'd just be like, well, did your dad ever, like, lose it or get super mad? I don't think she could say yes. And, again, not in, like, a a way where she didn't see me get frustrated or I didn't have to talk to her about something. I didn't, like, say, hey, Charlie, you got to pick up after yourself kind of thing. Like, where I try to instill a certain amount of structure or, like, you can't get upset that your pencil broke if you left it laying on the floor for four hours and then eventually stepped on it and broke it. Like, that's on you. <laughs> so... I try to find a balance but also like i just don't think she could say like well there was this one time at the library my dad just went nuts i mean he got sprayed in the eye with (laughs) antibacterial but geez he made the librarian cry and it's like at the end of the day she probably wouldn't even be able to tell you why i got upset she's going to be remember like my dad went nuts on this librarian and i think something happened to his eye or something but geez he just went off for a restaurant whatever she just doesn't have that and i hope she never does but Anyway, it just sticks in my mind. And when I was put in a situation where I, I was tested, I feel like I passed as far as being a good father and not creating a situation. My dad was like, man, my dad's kind of a jerk. And if I remember correctly, it's uh, Maya Angelou who has the quote, people will never remember what you said, but they will remember how, they, how you made them feel. And I think that's true. And I think that's true for our kids and stuff too. Like at the end of the day, your kids may not remember specifics around something or whatever, they just might remember, like, my dad blowing up all the time, or my dad always yelling at me, or my dad being a jerk, or my mom did this, or my mom did that. Like, even if they can't remember the specifics of it, they will probably be able to remember, like, my dad yelled at a lot of random people, or he always had something going wrong or something. Like, it just, yeah. So anyway, those are my those are my two fun stories. I wonder if my ass is going to look great in a pair of Lululemon pants, or, uh, If they would, (laughs) I am not testing that theory, by the way. I mean, maybe in a dressing room or something, order them online and return them. But, uh, and then actually as my brain spiraled on that, I was like, I could wear them underpants and then have a great ass. Like, anyway, it seems to be a theme of uh, Lululemon stretch pants as they make your ass look good. I haven't been able to try it, but really curious. And I learned if I get sprayed in the eye with antibacterial, I won't lose my shit. So, uh, yeah, anyway that's the lesson there for today um and I guess as I'm trying to like make that make sense or wrap it up into something is it's like you do all of this work and you put all of this time into stuff so you have the proper reaction or you have the reaction you want to have maybe you want to go off on something and that's you know your choice or your choosing or whatever it is you want to teach or show your kid is like if something happens that you deem unacceptable then this is how you take care of it I don't agree with that but I'm just saying that might be your thing in which case you know practice so that you can teach them that <laughs> if that's what you want to do I would like my daughter to not treat people poorly especially for accidents but I did take it up to them and said hey this needs to be fixed and you know I might want to check some of the other ones to see so this doesn't happen to a baby or a mom holding her kid or a dad holding his kid or something so um yeah I figured if that was going to have to happen to somebody I was probably one of the better people for it to happen to and again no <laughs> I got hurt but nobody else got hurt so take it on the chin Uh, And that is today's lesson of a better father. Take it on the chin. That's what you show up here for, isn't it? How to get punched in the face and take it on the chin. All right. So anyway, uh, those are two big things that have happened in my day the last couple of days. Uh, What do you think about that? So I'm going to try to keep this from getting too long because... That has been. been a goal of mine, but I tend to ramble as you are one of the people sticking around listening to this have learned, but is all part of being a better father and trying to share these stories of being a better parent and, and just, uh, finding balance and structure and maybe you've been in a divorce. Oh yeah. I started off like the last two with a divorce, 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 divorce thing. And, um, I decided not to do that because that's annoying. And two, I'll just sprinkle it in. If you've never seen Hannah Gatsby's Nanette on, uh, it's on Netflix actually, and I highly recommend watching it. But um, she makes a comment about how she's just gonna stop doing lesbian jokes like as a thing. But she's like, every once in a while, I'll sprinkle in a lesbian joke. And then like whenever she like threw out a quick little lesbian joke, she'd do like little sprinkle thing with her hands, like she was just sprinkling it in. So I thought a lot about that, and I was like, I'll just sprinkle in some, throwing out the word divorce every now and again, or divorcing, or whatever it is. So just to make you feel better if you're in that situation wanting to be in that situation needing to be in that situation heading towards that situation or just coming out of that situation so in an attempt to keep this short i'm going to talk about setting life goals uh this is a theme in everything from the secret to self-help books to interviews of where do you see yourself in fiber which, which by the way when i was a manager never asked that question hated it thought it was stupid um, I get the concept of it, but I if I don't think I ever asked it, but if I could, I'd go back and ask it just to maybe create a conversation because, again, I get setting goals. I get having a roadmap, but you just don't know what's going to happen. And if you get too tied down to that one thing or that that path you're on then I think it makes you inflexible to to what life is going to bring. And then if you don't have that goal of whatever you set, being very flexible and being not specific, that you run the risk of throwing yourself off or not being able to get yourself back on track or on the track you set for yourself. Because how do you do that if you get derailed so hard by X, Y, or Z. Um, with that said, I do think they're important because God knows I never set any goals. N- not for life. It was just, this is, so I was talking to my daughter last night. Let's start here. And she asked me what story, or she every night at bedtime when she's here, she asked me to tell her a story from when I was a kid. And I'm out of stories. Like, I just got no more. I mean, I was a pretty fun, cool kid. Don't get me wrong, but jeez. Crime-y. I'm just out of stories. Um, and so I. when she asked me for the story, I was like, actually, I thought about this. And I w- want to tell you some of the stuff that I wish I had been taught as a kid. And I thought it was kind of a good, fun way to be able to work in a conversation and kind of teach her things without like putting the hammer down or saying, I'm teaching you. So I was like, this is what I wish people had told me or taught me when I was a kid or shared with me. And I could go over that whole list at another time. And I might sprinkle in a little here divorce, but, um, I, it was like, so we do three gratitudes every night at bedtime, which I picked up from somewhere, stoic readings or whatever, some version of something I read somewhere else, where I just asked her what are three gratitudes for the day? And, you know, it changes up and, you know, sometimes she surprises me or whatever, but you know, She'll just say like the cat, the library and my friend Graceland or whatever it is, you know, that day. But that's the point is to kind of build in that concept because the concept of being grateful or having gratitude or whatever for anything did not enter my world for who knows how long or when I finally like started reading about it or learning about it. I mean, I'm 46 right now and I have a journal for the last two years that's helped me focus on that or talk about it because... It just wasn't in my world, and I think it's good to put that in. But I tell her, like, I do this because I wish somebody had done that for me when I was your age. I wish somebody had started talking to me about her teaching this. Whether you choose to do anything with with it or not, that's up to you. All I can do is give you the tools, the information I have, or try to show you. And it created this really good conversation, and now it's something I can build on of, like, I I, I wish somebody had taught me when I was a kid X, Y, or Z about you know, being nice to people about the importance of art, about whatever it is I choose. And it's all true. It's all stuff I wish somebody had, I mean, like there is nothing I'm learning now or reading about now or trying to understand now. Like uh, the Daily Dad podcast with Ryan Holiday, he just wrote a book called, uh, it's a Marcus Aurelius as a kid book, The Boy Who Would Be King. And somebody had written in about, you know, being a parent, when should you start introducing stoicism to a kid? And he's like, whenever like we start reading um Berenstein Bear books and uh Dr. Seuss books and all of these things without really thinking about like what are we re- I mean honestly he's it says that there's morals and stuff mixed into those books and like kids can smell a moral coming from I don't know what the freaking moral is in some of those like I just learned recently the locks or something like that the Lorax is about environmentalism which is pretty easy to see when you see it but as an adult male I didn't I just kinda was like, Oh, it's a story and maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the whole point. It somehow it just kinda works in there. But I missed it and I couldn't try to like have that somewhere in my head as I was talking to my daughter or reading it to her. But it's a great thing, but it's just like I don't know half of these things in there. And it's fun, but it's like I just feel like we discredit or we have these things where it's like a kid's gonna run away from a moral. No, they're not. They like stories. They will listen to your stories. I can't tell you how many times kids when I'm reading to my daughter come up and ask if they, if I will read to them or ask if they can sit down. I mean, even her like nine year old friend, Grayson is like, Ooh, can you read to us? And it's just like, sure. Like, but it's just kids want these stories. They want that attention. They want that connection and putting them in front of an iPad or whatever. Like, Oh look, it's really easy. Oh look, they love it. It's like, well one, yeah, we're addicted to them. So what do you think a kid's brain's going to do? But, If you're sitting down and reading to them, they're going to be just as involved, if not more. And they're probably going to get at least... uh, She has a little friend, Ira, who sits down next to me when she's here or whatever and wants to... I mean, she'll literally grab a book and ask me to read to her, even when I hadn't seen her for a while because of the divorce and stuff. That was like just she knows that I will read to her. And it was just this really sweet moment... But it was literally just like, she just came up next to me, just cuddled in next to me and was like, read to me. And I was just like, oh, like, so now you're getting human connection. You're getting the voice. You're getting the, the book. You're getting just like the fun. And it was just like, and the connection. Like usually when you have, next time you see people or a family or whatever out and they're all staring at an iPad or an iPhone or an iPad and iPhones or however they have it they're not connected. They're not sitting close to each other and they're not cuddled up next to each other. Every once in a while, you'll see like a kid in a park, like with his head on his mom's lap, staring at an iPad or iPhone while she does the same. And that's, it could be a dad. It could be a daughter. It could be a son. It could be whatever. And I don't think that that's like shaming or anything because literally that's what I see. And, or, or, I mean, when we get back to going to restaurants and stuff, I mean, literally, it's just crazy the amount of time you just see people. I just saw, and again, (laughs) I'm trying to be defensive after I just said that, but I was on a run the other day. I saw a family, I think it was about five or six of them, walking a dog, heading towards the ice truck or the freezy truck or whatever, literally on a walk as a family. And as I first saw, I was like, oh, there's a family on a walk. As I kept getting closer, they're all just staring at a phone, (laughs) like literally from like four in the stroller, three or four in a stroller up to the teenage daughter, up to the mom and the dad, literally walking a dog, staring at all of them, staring at a phone. It was just like, oh, like that's good family time. I mean, and you know, again, do what you do. Do why you have to do what you have to do. Maybe they were all in a Pokemon hunt or something together and somehow that was connecting them. But it was just heartbreaking at the My opinion, my viewpoint is that was heartbreaking. And it was just like, ah, you can't leave your house without all five of you having an iPhone. Like that's nuts to me. But also judgmental, so I'll label it, but it's just crazy. Anyway, so I guess that's the tip or the trick is teaching our kids, but like, what do you wish you had known? What do you wish your parents introduced you to? And what is it you do or do not talk to your kids about? Because you don't think they're ready. You don't think they're old enough. You don't think they'll understand it. You don't think they'll listen. You think, "Ooh, I'll do this later because later is not going to come. If you're not talking to them about stoicism and and gratitude and being grateful and being kind, I mean... I I could go on a whole rant about making kids say please and thank you because that doesn't teach them anything except I have to say this because mom or dad is making me. Like, I have to say thank you. Like, if they internalize it and say it, if they get to a point where they understand it, that's awesome in my opinion. If they're doing it because they're being forced to, they're not learning anything. They're just doing what it is they're told without really doing it. And I would rather have to say, sorry, my kid didn't say thank you or whatever, Or I'll say thank you for my kid and you can tell me I'm a helicopter parent or whatever. But until my kid knows why or they're internalizing it, I don't need them to do it. And I I just don't think it's teaching them anything by making them say it without understanding why they're saying it or without feeling it. Like, what are we teaching kids if they're not feeling something that, sorry, you have to go pretend to feel this thing, but don't ever lie. Don't trust strangers. Don't do this. Don't do that. But... If you're not feeling grateful or you don't like your gift or whatever, I don't give a shit. Now you got to do what I say. And what I say is go tell blank that you're thankful for this thing that you don't like, don't want, and you're going to ask me to trade it in tomorrow or whatever. And I think there's a balance there or whatever, but it's just like, what are we teaching them? Is that we say don't lie. And then the next thing we do is tell them that they need to go lie. I just, oh, I could rabbit hole on that for a good hour. So I won't do that to you. But uh, let me bring this back around too. I was very proud. I get there are proud moments in my parenting where I think of something or I come up with an idea, which honestly, I went running three or four times last week while I didn't have my daughter, and my brain was just on fire with thinking of things, writing things, processing things. Which I just listened to Cal and Newport's book, uh, Deep Work, which I highly recommend, and I'm going to process that and I'm not going to rabbit hole on that and make this last way longer than it needs to. but. It did allow my brain to go and think and flow and that's where i started coming up with these ideas of just like i'm out of stories my daughter wants to hear something here's something we can talk about and she even said "And this oh, it's so amazing and again these are just these great moments where if you build in the time or you give them and that's why i do bedtime the way i do it so she'll get good sleep but also i build in the time for us to have these moments and so we get to bed earlier or whatever. She says, tell me a story. I say, hey, let's talk about this or let me tell you this, which is, you know, this is what I wish I had been told as a kid or something I wish somebody had done for me as a kid. And, and then it started a whole conversation. And then she's like, well, can you tell me a story? And I was like, well, that's what the whole conversation is for. She's like, I like the conversation, but I like it even... I, I don't want to say she said she, I like it better, but I think she said, but I like it when you talk to me and tell me a story because that helps me fall asleep. And I was just like, oh, heartbreak. So I told her a story, but I was trying to avoid telling a story because I'm just like, I'm out of fucking stories. But I was also just like, here you go. And I came up with something or told her like some weird random story. And she's like, tell me another one. I was like, no, because she does that to try to push and, you know, stay up later and whatever. And also defeated the point of this will put you to sleep. Um, But it was just a really sweet moment that wouldn't have happened without this conversation, without trying to tell her about things That again, down the road, if somebody says something about stoicism, is she paying attention to it now? Does she register it? Does she have any idea what I'm really saying or doing or talking about? I don't know. But if somebody says it in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, she'll be like, stoicism? My dad used to talk about that. Or, oh yeah, my dad's been reading a book on stoicism for years, or whatever it is. And it'll just be like, there's a connection. And again, I I won't rabbit hole on you, but I just... I've worked very hard to make sure those connections aren't around food, aren't around TV, and are just these holistic moments of filling time with reading. And like, what did you and your dad, like even now, somebody's like, well, what did you do with your dad yesterday? she would be like, oh, we just sat around and read. What? (laughs) It's just like, that just does not enter their lexicon. And this has happened multiple times where they just, it doesn't click with them or they don't register. Like, what do you mean you just sat around and read with your dad? Like, We went to the library, picked out 30 books, came home and we just started reading and that's it. That's what we did. And it's just like, oh, and two of our friends literally come over and beg to come into our home or ask if they can come hang out with us or come into our house. And we just sitting around reading, like we do other things and we're fun and we play outside and all this stuff. But I just feel like if, if this weren't an environment that was somehow comfortable and nice and soothing and different. They're not coming over here to watch TV. We're not the family that gets to sit around and you know, ooh, now I can get tea, extra TV. Like I don't even have a TV. I sold it because I was like, I don't need this stupid thing anymore. And so it's not even hanging on the wall. There's not even a temptation for it. And her friends, and again, there's only two of them here. Really, there's another one that's younger whatever, but they play, They just, they just want to come and play with her. She has this great imagination. She's fun. And like tonight, she just sat out back reading a book, eating her, I won't get into the whole reason why, but I wasn't letting her friend into the house for COVID reasons on our end, not her end. And she's like, well, can Charlotte just eat outside so that I can be around her then? And I was just like, if Charlotte wants to, I, I mean, that's up to her. I'm not going to force her to eat outside, but if she wants to, I have no problem with that." She's like, Charlotte, will you eat outside so I can be here with you? And she just wanted to be around us a little longer. Like, it's just like, oh like, I don't know when you get these little feedback moments, even though it's not like feedback moments, you got to feel like you're doing something right. Or you're connecting somehow, or, you know, I think, well, I don't think I know from things that were said, like, oh, you're going to have the weird, or we're not going to have the weird kid who eats healthy food and, and doesn't watch TV and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but right now, when that's what we have at our house, that's what people are registering. That's what they're connecting with. And one of the kids now their mom trusts me to drive her to the library all the time like she wants to go with us to the library to pick out books which i'm probably gonna end up paying for a crap ton of books if she doesn't give them back soon but uh, i don't know just be the example um and talk about things that you don't think they're ready for or you don't think they're going to get or understand or be able to process or you think it's too much for them because i think that just undervalues where they're at undervalues might not be the right word underestimates where they're at and Give them the opportunity. Let them show you that they're ready for it. Even if it takes them 20 years to show you they were listening, like it's just a lot of judgment to put on a kid or say they're not ready or say they don't understand. Maybe they don't, but they will, and you can lay that foundation now for who they will be then. And I'm going to wrap this up. So I try to keep it a little bit shorter, um, but. I talk a lot, or I talked a lot and wrote a lot on my blog, um, abetterfather.com, about not living in the past, not spending your whole time in the future and being in the present. And you still need to learn from the past. You don't ignore it. You don't live in it, but you learn from it. And you don't pretend the future doesn't exist. Your present, everything you're doing in the present should be towards that, should be based off lessons you learned from your past and building towards your future don't live in your past, don't live in your future, be in your present. But what you do in the present will influence and affect your future. That's just basic. And I don't, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff, which is another thing I could talk about. But I listen to these podcasts, and it sometimes it feels like the questions are simple or dumb or something, not all of them or whatever, but everyone's wondering, like, seriously, but it's like, sometimes people just like they hear something and they don't it doesn't register right or they're skeptical or that's not something they've heard before they're used to, or a topic or a, a concept or anything that's part of the lexicon or their viewpoint of the world. And so when you, so when they ask that and it's like, well, you say to live in the present, but you have to worry about the, Yeah, you do what you do in the present for a better tomorrow, for a better future. That's why you make these plans and these goals, which I kind of talked about from the Bruce Lee book, Shannon Lee book. Um, and skimmed over so there's so much more i could talk about with that but again trying to keep this a little shorter today and it's just your present matters because without being good and decent and kind and figuring it out then the future is going to be haphazard and i feel like that was a lot of my my past and my present led to this haphazard future where i just didn't have a focus and That is gonna be a whole other topic and a whole other conversation, so I don't drag this out. And I'm gonna stop that there. So the lessons are, I wonder if my ass looks good in Lululemon. Do not squirt antibacterial into your eye. And if you do, try not to freak out. Uh, Apparently you won't go blind. Although, you know, I could wake up tomorrow with not being able to see out of my right eye, so we'll see. And um, yeah, find ways to talk to your kids about things you wish you had been taught or learned or knew when you were a kid or now. I'm not reading about stoicism now and not wishing I hadn't had it introduced a long time ago, regardless of how it resonated at the time. It would have been there. The concept of it would have been there. So those are the takeaways. Those are the learns. And again, if it's not that for you, what is it you could do with or for your kid that you're not doing with or for your kid now that you could be that could improve their future or could improve I think she actually, my daughter actually said to me one time when we were talking about the three gratitudes and I was saying, well, the reason I have you do that is, you know, I've read that it helps make you feel better. It helps make you appreciate the world better. It helps blah, blah, blah. Just went over the whole thing. And she's like, and again, I say this very lightly and vicious, but she did say, and this is paraphrasing, is that why I'm happier here than at my mom's house? And I was just like, I I don't know. And it was like one of those weird, you know, divorced parent moments You're like, I don't know what to say right now. So I just kind of, like, stumbled through whatever I said. And I was like, well, we just do what we do here. And your mom does what she does or whatever. But it was just a really, and I don't mean sweet as in, like, that was a siding for me. It was a sweet thing to, like, register. Like, this makes me feel good. And I I understand that. So, all right. I promised to cut this short. So I'm going to cut this short. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps on some level. I hope uh, if you're listening that you're getting something from it. And feel free to share it. Uh, If you do feel like it's helpful or good or just me rambling and fun um, just to hear a father who cares deeply about being a good father and loves his daughter. So you can never have too many good parents in the world or substitute parents, whatever that means. There's just lots and lots of options. Goodbye. Thank you.